The thing that I love most and find most brilliant about Taylor is her ability to tell a story, not just in a song or over an album, but over an entire career. She's able to take her own personal experiences and make them so universal. Um, her ability to bring you into the world she's creating is unmatched by any other artist, in my opinion. Um, she weaves this story arc throughout her entire body of work, which for me really starts with the Red Era. You know, there was this narrative being written about her in the media, and she knew she couldn't change what they were saying. So with Reputation, she kind of just took that narrative and rewrote it. In some ways, I think, embraced it. Um, to be honest, Reputation is my least favorite Taylor album, save for a few songs that came from it, like Delicate. But I think 1989 and Lover wouldn't be as powerful if Reputation didn't exist. You know, with Lover, the first two singles she put out, a lot of people had some less than nice things to say about them. Um, but I found them inspiring, especially when you juxtapose, juxtapose them like next to Reputation. Again, it was Taylor kind of controlling that narrative once again. Um, with her first single, Me, she wanted people to sing about self-love and self-acceptance. And with You Need to Calm Down, she wanted people singing about inclusivity and equality. To me, that's what Lover as an album exudes. It exudes this freedom that we hadn't heard on previous albums. Freedom only gained and fully realized, I think, because she went through reputation. So that was my friend, Sarah, talking about what we're talking about today. I asked her to talk about Lover and her thoughts on Lover, but she just gave it all to yeah, us. Yeah, that was really good. I was blown away by her kind of synthesis of Taylor's career and the way that she commented on Taylor building an entire story that's we're still watching unfold. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to dive deep into the three Poppy albums yes. today. The trifecta of goodness. So we're moving from Red. Into 1989. Which we're about so to let's camp pick up, oh, yeah. So let's pick up where we left off. Red. Yeah. She just did a crossover album. Um, it's charting on both. So she's charting on three different charts, mm -hmm. which is a theme that comes up later. Alternative. No, it's pop, country, and dance. Wow. She's charting on three. All of them. And at that same time, she's written um, that song for Calvin Harris. Um, I don't know what you're The one with Rihanna. This is what you came for? Yeah. Oh, she wrote that. Okay. Um, Baby. She, she's this the backing tracks on came. it. Oh. If you like listen to it and he goes, the ooh, ooh, ooh. That's all her. That's definitely a Taylor. I, I'm seeing it now. That's a Taylor Swift. Um, so she was doing that. And she um, took it into high drive. Mm -hmm. She So she says in this interview, she woke up at 4 a.m. one day and uh, just in a cold sweat, realizing she had to do a pop album. Country did not fit where she was at mentally in life. She's 25 years old and she puts out, in my opinion, the perfect pure pop album. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, yeah, 1989 is great. I love the marketing, the way it came out. I think that's what really grabbed my attention. So the marketing of 1989, Man. before we even get into the yeah. music. Um, so Taylor Swift is a queen at making people 
look at what she's doing. Yes. So <laughs> I've been forced to watch whether I want to or not, but it's been so cool. So 1989, um, she started off with a uh, partnering with Yahoo and did a throwback to Yahoo. Yeah, <laughs> did a group of live streams, mm-hmm. um, just talking and doing a live stream promoting this new album talking about where she is talking about living in new york city dropping her easter eggs yeah Um, and she does it so well she also partners with apple is doing apple's ads (laughs) and she's doing yeah really i mean she's just getting people to Mm -hmm. watch what she's doing yeah she's also doing live streams on instagram on twitter or in partnership with twitter and um, she begins promoing this next album. She then drops the music video in August for the song we all know, Shake It Off. Shake It Off. Shake It Off is... My least favorite song. Really? I think I liked it when I first heard it. And it works great at homecomings and parties with crowd, like, crowd hype. Yeah. But other than that, if I'm listening to it alone, no. I... Well, actually, I will randomly be cleaning my house or something or just, like... Yeah. Sitting and you know when you disassociate, <laughs> I'll just start singing, "Hey, hey, hey!" Just when you've been singing out about the liars and the, the dirty, dirty, dirty cheats of the, of the world, world, you couldn't have been getting down to, to this. Th- yeah, randomly I'll just so and you know it, and you <laughs> yes. don't even listen to That's this true. album. So "Shake It Off" was the like this was her departure from country. It was her first lead single without a Which acoustic guitar. Funny, like that's the title. Like she's shaking off the old. Yeah. So this song is about just being herself, which Mm -hmm. we see a lot more of come up in the next two albums. But this song, I think, is a pivotal moment um, because this was in time of all about that bass, happy, um, that kind of realm of pop music. So it's very timely. And it just so here's my thing, too. I liked it as a high schooler. I know college kids who liked it. I also know, like, my cousins who were six liked Shake It Off. Mm-hmm. And it was appropriate for them it and kind it of has them. This, you know what song recently that's come out that has the same? What? Can't Stop the Feeling. Yes. <laughs> Can't Stop Like, everyone likes it. Yeah. But Taylor had the marketing. So Shake It Off is it. a yeah. hit. And it's... Once again, her taking on this narrative, she started doing it in Red, where she's like, you know what? People say I can't dance, so I'm going to dance bad in the music video. Yeah. People say... She can't. That's... I can't, you know, and she's like... Uh, you know how they talk about... Sarah was saying the stories that run through Taylor's career. One is that she's a terrible <laughs> dancer. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so, she did... Um, this is also where we see Taylor doing her live sessions. Mm-hmm. So she would invite fans into her home. Yeah, secretly, right? Secretly into her actual home. It's like Willy Wonka energy. 
And no, and she would play the album for them. Wow. Months before mm-hmm. anyone even heard any of it. And this is when she was on Tumblr. So right or no? Tumblr is a big selling point of 1989. Yeah. So Taylor was active on all the social medias, but Tumblr was where she thro- I mean, this is where she talked to her and fans. And she joined it like 3 months before the album came out. Yeah. Which is like, is that really a coincidence? No. no, 100% not. So she's posting cookie recipes. Um, she's posting pictures of cookies. Inter- she's interacting with people. Interacting. Yeah. She's like talking to people. She's giving presents to fans. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like if she'll, she followed a bunch of them and she sees that they like, let's say they're needing uh, college tuition. She literally will send people like $1,989. Mm. Or like she'll uh, send them, you know, a new phone with a thousand eight hundred or nine hundred eighty nine songs downloaded. Ah, or like very cryptic. Very like, so yes. she would do I these mean, like nice things, mm-hmm. but it was all leading up to this next pop moment. Um, also, I think really painted Taylor as a relatable yes. character before. I remember. Like listening to Red and like we talked about last week, like yeah, she's living in a, a small town girl in a small world, you know. But now, I was like, oh, like wait, she kind of like she likes her fans and she's a real human being and like doesn't just win awards but makes cookies at home and she made herself the girl next door and like has friends over for sleepovers just like I do. And I was like, what is she doing? And I was kind of jealous because I wanted to be a part even yeah. though I was not a Taylor Swift. So. I think that's, I think that's the great thing about this era with Taylor yeah. Swift. She knows that she's launching into a new, like, new stratosphere of celebrity. Mm-hmm. She's launching into a new moment where, like, you can't compete with Taylor Swift. No, especially 1989. Mm-hmm. And but she, what she's doing really well is she's being more grounded than she was in Red. Being wow. more grounded mm-hmm. to her friends, showing them her house, doing all these interviews, um, and really becoming a like a friend. So fans yeah. will be like, Taylor, my friend. And Taylor would write them notes, send them letters. Yes. Like, what? And she means it. And she remembers people. And that's like... And... W- and I think she kind of had to do this when the departure... From what she originally was doing was so drastic. She goes yeah, from nineteen or from right. red country. I mean, she's the country starlet, mm-hmm. and then she does paired with Jack Antonoff this like concise, wow, um, cohesive mm-hmm. um, musical. Just I'm. Mean, it's pop. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else in it. It's just yeah. pop. And thinking through the title, she already has it self-titled. But this is like another, a better, like the self-titled she actually wanted to do, like now, like for who she is now, her pop queen. Yeah. Like 1989 basically is a self-titled. That's the year she was born. Like that's who she is right now. And it's it's just like a Polaroid of her. So I was reading an interview and it was saying that the reason it is like this is because she wanted it to be as relatable as possible. Mm -hmm. She just took that Polaroid in her house and her producer goes... You need your, or her team, um, Big Machine Records at the time yeah. was like, you need your face in this, mm. and she was like, no, she was like, I, 
I don't want my face in this. I want the music to be the yeah. music. Um, when you look at her older stuff, it's very much her her face. Yes. Even like Reputation is <laughs> very much her, but that's a whole different narrative. 1989. Like her, her hair, like yes. the dress. She's all dolled up. And 1989 is t- almost, I would say, taking her out of the picture and putting you into the narrative. Mm. Like 1989 is everyone's year. Yeah. In the 80s, fun, synth pop. Like, uh, yeah. Smart. So let's talk. So, so singles? So first she started, like I said, yeah. with Shake It Off. And she, um, her, once again, Big Machine Records was like, you need an acoustic guitar to make the transition smooth. And um, she was quoted saying, my fans are going to follow me whether or not there's an acoustic guitar in this or not. She said, I will not do this. Yeah, I think I w- she created such a loyal fan. We talked about this last week. Loyal a fan loyal base. Fan they're base. like going to follow regardless. First, Shake It Off was the lead single releasing in August 18th, 2014. Then in November, I mean, she rode the wave of Shake It Off. The sponsorships, yeah, the music geez. videos, the Good Morning America, you know, the whole Fun. thing. They, I, I'm sure there was commercials with I'm sure. There. Then she comes out with Blank Space, November 10th. Blank Space is the first step in her taking the narrative scheme of women in that time and and especially music songwriters that were unmarried or younger it's a lot of like judgment being thrusted at them um a lot like people it was very much like taylor's on them on a manhunt taylor's like like, just always dating someone like she doesn't have a man on her arm what's going on and i remember seeing like a little like instagram infographic back then and it was like the rate of Taylor Swift having a boyfriend and they counted out every boyfriend she's had and then the national average of boyfriends and she was right on the average. And it was like, she's not, she's not this manhunter. It's man just because hunter. she's in It's just because she's the number yeah. one star in the world <laughs> that yeah. it seems like she's dating man after man and that's the narrative that they're wanting. And she said multiple interviews too. Bruno mm. Mars doesn't get asked about or almost like, Taunted about the girls he's with. Ed Sheeran doesn't get asked about. Drake doesn't get it's asked the about. Same stories with Britney. Yes, same and thing. Justin, Timber- yeah. Justin Timberlake didn't get asked, mm-hmm. but Britney was the one Taylor, who had yeah. all of the repercussions mm-hmm. of it. And she said, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore." Mm-hmm. And she just at this point just came out of her relationship with Harry Styles. Yeah. So she, <laughs> so oh. the media was painting her in such a bad light. Mm-hmm. She came out with the song blank space where she combined all of the media's ideas of her and made this character yeah this is the first time she's not singing autobiographical Mm. 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 keep that pinned in your mind 
Her next single came out February 9th, and it was styled. You got that jeans. is Style. Ooh. My favorite song on the album. Yeah. Do you want to give us the musical? No. There's a nice Vox video that explains all of it. We can always post a link to it or something. But it's just talking about... The genius. Yeah, but the fact that it doesn't adhere to the normal pop song rules. Like, she doesn't start... Usually, they start singing the chorus like 30 seconds into the song. She... It's like a full minute and a half. Like... She's painting this story, and then she goes into it, and there's some minor chords that make you feel sad but happy. So Very nostalgic. Yeah, so it's just great. Complete opposite of Shake It Off. And at this time, too, all of these singles were going number one, number one, number one, number one. Yes. Charting immediately. Her next single, Bad Blood. Not a good song. Not a good song. I kind of like that But... Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. You say, say sorry just for show. If you live like that, you live with ghosts. Okay, you guys, I know that I have been talking bad on Taylor, but this is when I get to... You, I know so many of her lyrics. It's and they just get in their blood. It's oversaturation of it. For, in a good way, almost. I mean, yeah. it's so, like she's like downloading it into my brain like you 2 downloaded yeah album onto my phone so bad blood i feel like was another pivotal career point in her lot in her in her uh yeah album cycle so the album came out i believe it was like november october. right october so it already been out for a while and i feel like everyone with the oversaturation was getting really tired i don't want another taylor swift music video i don't want another song and she came out with pretty much a short film with all the famous yes. women of that time that. and they were all actually friends and it was like taylor's girl gang taylor's girl gang taylor's friend like and they're all the posting about taylor they all posted the graphic of their character yes. in the short film before it was released yeah. so you have Cara Delevingne, the Selena, wasn't there, right? Selena Zendaya, um, the Gigi, um, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, Haley Steinfeld, Selena Dunham, and it, I mean, stand out cast, Haley Williams, Ooh, my favorite, yeah, puts everyone together and makes it like if you don't like Taylor Swift but you like Haley Williams, you're gonna watch this. If True. you don't like Taylor Swift, but you like Kendrick Lamar, you're going to watch Which this. is what she did on her tour for... Oh, for 19... For 1989. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So keep going. Very okay, straight yeah. up for... So this leads into talking about the tour. Mm-hmm. She had two, She had a few other singles. Wildest Dreams, Out of the Woods, New Romantics, 
which New Romantics came out two years after the album was released. I wish New Romantics would have been right up there in between style and bad blood. I think New Romantics, mm-hmm. and it should have been included on the original. And I really like Out of the Woods. I I really like 1989. I hate to say it, but I love it. <laughs> it gets in your veins, it's just like, like you it's said. A nice, it's a nice gift. I feel like she was giving it to the Kanye fans. <laughs> so her... Um, I went to her tour. Yeah. I went to 1989 tour. And like, even though I've gone to so many concerts after that, it still remains one of my favorites. And the reason being, she puts on a massive show. I mean, mm. the hype from moment one, it's like, welcome to New York. The pause. <laughs> welcome to New York. Welcome to New <laughs> Like, it, yeah. it it really is saying, I'm Taylor. I'm living in a pop world. I'm living in New York. I'm not your Nashville Scarlet anymore. Mm-hmm. I am the biggest pop star in the world. And this, is my, fir- yeah. and this is my first attempt at pop. And crushed it. And that's crazy because she's charting higher than the pop girls that have been doing mm-hmm. pop mm-hmm. for decades. And this is where you see the beef with like Katy Perry. Yes. Um, stuff like that, which is a bigger plot as we get into reputation. Mm-hmm. But her tour was insane. Immaculate. Yeah. It was like, I think I counted 13 costume changes. Wow. Um, over, it was almost a three hour concert. Um, live, I mean, dancers. She had a runway show. She made you feel like you were a part yeah. of it. And you said before we started recording that one thing she does different than a lot of other artists you've seen is the conversation with the audience. Yes. I think that is, even though it's rehearsed, even though like, you know, Taylor Swift does a really good job at talking to her fans and talking to them like they're standing in front of her, not talking to them. She's not like, how are you guys feeling tonight? It's more like, all right, guys, we got to chat. Because like you, you even see it in the reputation, uh, Netflix special. She's like, guys, I'm going to blow my nose real quick. I have a cold. Like, this is really embarrassing of me. Like I'm going to trudge through it. And then she like crushes the next song, but it's like, this is what makes you who you Mm -hmm. are is your, you're okay saying you have a cold. And I don't feel like a lot of famous people do that. Mm -mm. Our other favorite Ariana Grande, she'll cry through a song, but not stop. You know what I mean? Or she doesn't even talk through mm-hmm. her entire concert. I watched her Sweetener World Tour on Netflix. And it's just song, 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 song. Hey, thanks, hey, New York. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like goes black. That's it. <laughs> so. Yeah. She. Okay. So she goes on tour. And what makes this tour so special is she invites random guests along for the ride. And they show up at random dates. It's never announced. And they either sing their song or they, you know, so they've had Ellen. They had, um, they had Ellen. They had Halsey. Jason they had Troy Sivan. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. A bunch of country stars yeah. like Carrie Underwood. They had Sam John Smith. Legend. John Legend. Um, Everyone. <laughs> I mean, like, in every location they had somebody. Megan Trainer. I mean, they did it all. This is also the start of Sean Mendez because he opened for her. Ah, lover, lover hint. Uh, yeah. 
their duet. That's what you're yes, talking sorry. about. I was like, what? <laughs> no, they didn't date. Um, so this 1989 world tour is the highest grossing tour of 2015. It's uh, received generally positive reviews from contemporary critics. And this is the first time we've seen mature themes from Taylor. Talking about sex, talking about being a woman. Fame and... Fame. And it's interesting because she's singing about not being... She's singing about being a celebrity. Mm -hmm. She's singing about being, you know, the most famous person in the world. Kind of hinting at that. But she appears to be so grounded. We've come a long way from... Someday I'll be... Living in a big old city, no. <laughs> Suddenly, she releases 1989, loses the country accent. What's with that? <laughs> welcome to New York. You're like, welcome to, to New, New York. York. We'll do a thing on Miley where she keeps the twang. As she should. Uh, as Miley should. Anyway. So, yeah. So, 1989, the era is over. And it's marked by... Silence, right? Yeah, uh, she ends it with New Romantics kind of as her farewell song. Yeah. And it didn't chart very high. I think it charted maybe. 20 or like 70th on the billboard so not very well but it also was kind of like a but also i didn't even know about it exactly the bigger news was her era is done yeah and nothing nothing for over a year Mm. we see so in that time though well before that um national snake day you remember that I think so. Didn't she post? Oh, that was when Kim Kardashian posted the fake. I didn't know it was fake until you told me. The fake phone call of Taylor Swift agreeing that Kanye's lyrics on Famous was could okay. be used. Yeah, like that was okay. But it was a fake phone call. So they posted this because yeah. um, Taylor wrote a statement after the album came out saying this is not okay. And... Um, she was like, I've never oh, approved yeah. these like lyrics. Life of Pablo I've came never yes. She's like, I never approved these lyrics. And Kim goes, No, you did. Here's the video. Here's the Snapchat. Low quality video. And then Kim Kardashian West comments or she tweets and she goes, Oh, look, it's National Snake Day. Didn't know they had a holiday for everyone. So all the West fans go and they're like posting snakes all over Taylor Swift's Instagram, all over her Twitter. And it was hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. Yeah. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. Mm. Yes. And it was trending. And suddenly the scarlet of pop has fallen. Mm. She broke up with Calvin Harris and... Katy Perry was also really upset with mm-hmm. her for whatever reason. I don't care enough to go into that. But we talked about it on March Madness a little bit. Suddenly, nobody liked Taylor. Mm-hmm. Even me, who I was so into 1989. Ooh. I was like, 
Oh, Taylor. I was like, this is not good. And I remember being like, okay, 1989 is a one-time thing. Bye. And like, yeah, was done. Like kind of left her. So she fled the world for a year. She went literally into hiding. She says that in her Miss Americana tour or her Miss Americana documentary. documentary. She goes, I went into hiding for a year. I didn't leave my house. Which that documentary is great, guys. It made me like Taylor a little bit more. Yes. Now I'm at like a two out of (laughs) ten. No, you're at least a four. (laughs) You're right. So she comes back. On her Instagram. And you always know when artists are about to do something big when their Instagrams. White. Everything get, yeah, everything gets deleted. <laughs> well, I think she kind of did this before him. This was 2016. That's true. August 17th. Which, random, Daniel Caesar just deleted all his posts, so he's up to something. Olivia then- Rodrigo re-deleted. I'm like, girl, you're not big enough to do that. <laughs> Frank always has his, like, yeah. deleted. So... so she posted three videos of a snake like moving and it's like yeah. glitching and you're like what is that her comments are just dis- deactivated mm. nothing and then it just says look what you made me do releasing tomorrow but she can just do that um are you kidding me so Reputation was released on November 10th, 2017. Mm -hmm. Look What You Made Me Do came out August. Which that video, that video. Yes, it launched, it released the same time as it came out and it's her in a grave. She's dead. She kills all, or she like throws away that all is the so, old tailors. I mean, it, the symbolism smacks you in the face. Like she's done with and all that. And that last scene. And she's not gonna like adhere to anything. Yes. She's and the, like, bye. And you've seen the last scene where they're all lying, all the tailors are talking to each other. Do you know what I'm talking the about? The pause, no. The pause told you everything you needed to say. Guys, Ethan just showed me the video, the end of the video. Where she's like embracing all these stories and media portrayals mm-hmm. of her. The one where she's at the MTV Music Awards. She's wearing Kanye. that dress. Yeah, she's and wa- she goes, I'd very much like to be excluded from this narrative. And they all go, Shut up! <laughs> Dang. Because that's a direct quote from the yeah. interview. Look at you, always playing the victim. Oops, that's what I said. Isn't that genius? And then yes. she keeps on going silent. Yeah. Oh, she goes silent again. Yeah. Okay. She's like not very active on Instagram. She unfollows everyone. Mm-hmm. So this seemingly friendly Taylor yeah, Swift is like, gone. Where is she? So she... What's interesting though, even though the public version of Taylor Swift's nice girl is gone, we still see her having surprise visits with mm. her fans, okay. inviting them over to her house. Um, and they were all like the true fans that were on Tumblr. So this album with that song being released, she released also a two editions of a magazine called Reputation. Mm -hmm. It's available exclusively at Target. And the pre-orders of the album hit more than 400,000. Thousand units doubling the amount that she got with 1989, which 1989 was one of the biggest albums of all time. Yeah, and then for that to double, to be doubled, but then the album didn't do great like when it came out, but yeah, yeah, no. Well, during its release date, 
On November 10th, the album's first date reached over 700,000 units. Oh my gosh. The album became the fastest album in history to reach the number one spot on the U.S. iTunes only six minutes after release. Only four days after its release, Reputation was certified platinum, meaning it sold over a million units with over a million sold. And then making it the best-selling album of 2017 okay, with the so best I, opening week. I take it back. But the I feel like the world wanted it to be like, this isn't a big deal. Like, I feel like everyone discarded it. True. Because it's not even like in her top. People say it, right? Yeah. So with this album. It was album, just the like moment around it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't even the music. It wasn't even. It had nothing to do with the music, <laughs> yeah, and I think like, Taylor Swift knew that. Mm-hmm. If she leans into this character, it has nothing to do with the music, the product. Yeah, it's everything to do with the packaging, and the packaging made everybody pay attention. Yeah, for sure. The album cover, like with the newspaper oh. headlines over her face, and yeah. So yeah. Taylor Swift is the only person to debut four albums that are certified platinum following 1989, Red, and Speak Now. So we have Reputation. And I'm sure at this point, at least Folklore has hit that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. But geez, just like banger, banger after banger. At least people want to eat up the story. Yeah. They... They want to know what they she's know, talking about. And we see this with Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. When you combine mm-hmm. real life yeah. drama with a good product, people want to, people take it in. Yeah, they're like, gimme, gimme. <laughs> um, so she had her first single. And, oh, this is an interesting part of this album. She didn't make any award show appearances. And during 1989, she was the award show queen. Queen. She always sat front row, always was dancing with friends. This time, she didn't attend any award shows. Ah. She didn't make any, she didn't do a single interview. She didn't do any radio shows. She didn't do anything. No marketing for except her. for her Instagram. Because I probably would have shown up and said, Beyonce had the <laughs> So the only thing that did is that video premiered during the video music the MTV Music Video Awards. The next single was Gorgeous. With Blake Lively's kid saying gorgeous. And then doesn't she talk about them on folklore? Yeah. Again, she loves them. They love her. (laughs) So then she has her next title. Oh, this was right before the... Well, uh, this came out with the album Ready For It. Insane. Are you ready for it? Then she does her third music video. The third single is Endgame with Ed Sheeran and Future. Not a good song. (laughs) Then she releases New Year's Day. Okay, I I kind of like that song. (gasps) So this is a really sad moment. And I think about it every single time I listen to this album. Jimmy Fallon's grandma had just died. Okay. And they knew that Taylor, the show... 
producers knew that Taylor Swift was in town, but she wasn't doing any interviews. Mm -hmm. But they reached out. They said, hey. And her and Jimmy have always been good friends yes. throughout over the last decade. Jimmy spent friends with everyone. So they go, hey, Jimmy. Uh, or, hey, Taylor. Jimmy's grandma just died. We really want some... We cleared the schedule today. We really want someone special on the show. We know you're not doing interviews. Will you perform something special? Mm -hmm. She goes, for sure. She shows up that night with just a piano and plays New Year's Day. It pans over to Jimmy Fallon and he's crying. And there's a line in the song that says, squeeze my hand three times in the back of the taxi to say I love you. And that is what... Jimmy's grandma did to Jimmy to say I love you when she like couldn't speak. Yeah. Isn't that so, so sweet. sweet? Wow, I'm so glad that she came on because she could have easily said no, like I'm not doing anything, like I don't care. In the middle of this but. whole thing, she showed this empathetic side of her and her love for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Her love for community mm -hmm. and like People. the humanness of her. Um, I think it's beautiful. Hmm. She also did another single for Delicate and Getaway Car. Yeah. Nothing good starts in a getaway car. Do I know Delicate? I know Sarah Sarah mentioned it that she likes it. At the delicate. Of the yeah, Delicate is um not my favorite on the album. Okay. It's a good radio single. I think it would have done well on Lover. Hmm. Which we'll get to that, but so this song, I mean, this album was pretty good. She only won Music Award, American Music Award, Billboard Music Award. She was not nominated. She was nominated for a Grammy. For only one. For Best Pop. She didn't even win. Wow. Which, when you... I feel like that has to be humbling, too. Because you go from this, like, massive moment of 1989 yeah. into Reputation. But Reputation was equally... If not more successful. Her tour was the largest stadium arena tour to have ever existed. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, a, but I think the song like the songs other than the singles weren't great. No. Like it's like okay, Except for dress? Yeah, like ready which maybe is about Carly Kloss. I don't know anything about that. You know about that more than a I bit. do. Rebecca does. But I don't really know. I don't really but, know. But uh, anyway, but ready for it. Getaway car. King of my heart. Okay, I loved right. dancing with our hands tied. Dancing with, with the hands tied, hands tied. Yeah, we were dancing. Dun, dun, dun. I love dubstep. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, she does good with this. I mean, she does what she needed to do. What I think is interesting about this album is this was a necessary piece of the puzzle, like Sarah was saying, for the Taylor that we see now to happen. Mm-hmm. I think this was really a swan song of the Taylor that we once knew. This was a She's grown up now. Like Hi, I'm I'm Taylor and I'm I'm addressing this narrative in the way that I know how and now I'm done with mm -hmm. it. I'm never talking about this again. Mm. That I think even if you like Reputation, even if you think Reputation is the worst album that she has, it's a if you're addressing Taylor Swift, it's a necessary plot point. Which is funny because 
came out at the same time as Life of Pablo. And Life of Pablo is a necessary step to what's like Jesus is King. Or like Yay yes. and Jesus is King. So it's just funny. They we run need, the We parallels. need to talk about their parallel next episode. Ugh! So weird. It's been really interesting to me ever since our friend Eric said it. They really... They re- <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. not going to talk about that. So, Reputation Tour ends. I love you guys so, 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 so much. What happens next, Rach? Taylor goes silent. Again. Kind of. That's kind of what she does. For a shorter <laughs> amount of time. Not a year. Okay. Only for a few months. Yeah. Um, she starts posting, um, super like Fiji, Fuji oh. film type edits on photos of like, like yeah. <laughs> Hooji. Hooji yeah. Hooji was a thing. Like, um, seven palm trees, okay. seven lockets, oh. seven like things like that, like mm-hmm. a door frame. And yeah. they're all like that pastel rainbow color scheme. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, Reputation is done. Done. Then, like, stark contrast to the dark snake. Look what you made me do. That kind of. And now, she says, "Hey guys, I'm dropping my next single, Me, featuring Panic at the Disco." Yeah, Brandon Urie. Is, she, she, I watched the Miss Americana documentary and she was excited to make this song and the video. And Ethan, how do you feel? How do you feel about this song? This is, in my opinion, this is the worst Taylor Swift song in her discography. Mm, I think so too. It's kind of like she all this stuff because Lover is the album that we're coming into, and this is the album that she wanted to make, right? Yeah. Well, but, but it seems like the music that she's excited for doesn't do well with the music that she just kind of puts out willy-nilly does amazing well okay so i want to reference again what sarah had to say that we listened to at the beginning she said in the first two singles um both me and uh you need to calm down she wanted to promote um self-love and equality among people and i think that's what she did in her messaging this is the first time Taylor Swift was political in any sense. And I think she achieved that message. Now, did it sound good? No. No. The answer is no. But she did what she had to do. Hey, spelling is fun. Ugh. Kills me. <laughs> I remember the first time listening to that song. Yeah. And I, I was in a car with Lillian and our friend Jess. And we... Um, stayed up to listen to it when yeah. it came out because I was like Taylor Swift, like we're about to like, like this is, is going to be it. And um, I remember turning it on, looking to Lillian and being like, "What <laughs> did we what? just listen to? This is so bad." Yeah. So then we moved from me to you need to calm down, which I didn't love. Either. The music video was all right. Yeah, bright Conceptual. colors. Um. Kind of pointing out the, yeah, poor well, treatment of yeah. certain 
she yeah. was this song was a promotion for her equality act that she had passing through Congress mm-hmm. um, and she wanted people to sign the petition for the equality act so gotcha it, it did what it, it needed did what it needed to, to do. do so lover comes out and it's rated 7.1 on pitchfork and it's an album uh, she's wiser and more in love. Yeah, I mean, the, the title, Lover. Lover is a good song. The title track, I think, is good. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I don't like the, her solo of the title track. I like it with Shawn Mendes. Mmm, circling back. Shawnee boy. You know, this album, in my opinion, um, works. And I still listen to it. Time and like I'll listen to it on and off again. Lillian and I listened to this album last week, and it might have just been in preparation for this podcast. But <laughs> we listened homework. to it, and I realized how much of the album I knew, and how much of it like I was invested in. And I think it's because Taylor's storytelling was is still phenomenal, even though this isn't her best piece of work. I know, just Lover. I know people like The Archer, um, but other than that, I really, I really think this is her worst album, and that's coming from a non-fan. Interesting. Yeah. I th- I thought it was a throwaway. Oops. Ooh. And honestly, I think we'll get there next week. But folklore was a lot of lovers' throwaways. <gasps> really. <Sorry. laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> um, so now this is just my podcast. Just kidding. What I what I appreciate and really love about Lover though is she has the Dixie Chicks on there. On one song, right? Yeah. Okay. But so the thing is, in her documentary, she's talking about how um, the Dixie Chicks were pretty much the country girl icon. And so when she started her career, it was like, Dixie Chicks, Dixie Chicks. She personally looked up to Dixie Chicks a lot. Mm-hmm. And then in the early 2000s, Dixie Chicks spoke out against the Bush administration. Um, they were and they, it was like, like excommunicated yes, from-, from country music, from radio stations, from award shows. And the Dixie Chicks became pretty much blacklisted in the country music community. And so Taylor Swift took a stance when she became popular. I'm I'm going to remain so neutral on politics yeah. because I don't want to be like the Dixie Chicks. And I think it's special to have the Dixie Chicks on an album that she is now, for, for the first time ever, becoming political. Like finding her voice yeah. in, in the political just, spectrum. Yeah, she's not just sit still, look pretty. Like she can be a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> my my favorite track is False God. We were crazy to think, crazy to think that this could work. Remember how I said I'd die for you. We were stupid to jump in the ocean separating us. Remember how I fly to you. Can't talk to you when you're like this. 
The little saxophone. It gets me. Whoa! That's my favorite track. This album, I think, is the album that she thinks she wanted or she thought that she wanted. Again, but it didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's like the argument, like, artists aren't making art so people like it, like, because they want to make it. I think this album was for her. I think this album was for her. This album she'd already done. She'd already done her mega marketing hit 1989. She shoved off of her reputation. And so I think this was kind of like, you know, I know this isn't going to be the best music I put out, but this is... It's like her spring. This is where I'm at yeah. in life. And I need this to be able to do what I'm doing next, which is folklore. So... And this is the first album that she owns. This is the first album that is hers. Ah. So I think there was probably a lot, like, also going on in the background of, like, the legal battle for her to gain rights. Yeah. Um, she had, she won Artist of the Decade uh, during this, like, little era. And she opened for it. For Grammys? Um, at the Billboard and Music Awards. Oh. She opens it with singing her song on the album, The Man. Ah. And she's wearing a white little, like, dress with all of her album names on it, except for Lovers, because she wasn't going to be allowed to even perform any music from any of those songs from Mm. Scooter Braun. He wasn't going to allow her to sing any of them. And um, so a few weeks before, she had to nix her entire performance, and then she... Decided to wear that. Wore this, did started with the man, and then continued to do her old discography. Hmm. Just like, she's like, this is my discography. Interesting, huh? Yes. Okay, wow. So then, Lover, she goes on tour with Lover, yes? No, the pandemic. Oh. When did this come out? Oh. <laughs> Last year. Well, a lot has happened since then, True. Taylor World. But, so, this is a good quote from Pitchfork, and they say, Lover nods to 2017's reputation, but in spirit, it's the sequel to the synth-pop glitter of 1989. It's produced with ambiguous pop whisper Jack Antonoff, and is full of low-lying synth pulses and reverb beats that can feel more like scaffolding than full songs. And I agree. No, yeah, I think they were... Eh, like they didn't hit, but not of not to me. None of Taylor's music is gonna hit. So I just <laughs> and I I don't know like where I don't I don't know where she was creatively because this isn't this isn't my favorite. And from going from like the high of reputation and being like I don't know. In my mind, even though this is the album that she needed for her personal plot line to continue to be done with this pop, mm-hmm. I'm like, why love her? Or... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I wonder like if I if I was Taylor Swift and I I broke away from country, I did 1989, and then I did this massive reputation. Do you think you would feel stuck in pop a little bit? Mm, maybe. I think I would 
want people to see a different side of me. Like, late, like, after that. Like, oh, she's a pop princess. Okay, okay. Let's do something else. But then all her songs still sounded poppy. They still had that essence on it, on Lover. And I think, th- I think that what, I think that was the, the trap that she fell into is she wanted to do something new, but it's like, oh, I can't go back to country because I've already done that. I've already done everything you can do in country. Mm-hmm. I've won all the awards. I can't really go to dance. My ex-boyfriend rules that. And I've already hit on that and read. I, hmm. where, where do I go in the music scape? So I think she then goes like internal. Like she's like, I don't care if the music sounds poppy. It's going to be more me now. Yeah. And I think that's where me and lover comes from. And then nodding to folklore and evermore. How so? Like those two were very tailored. Like she found her voice in lover and she's like, okay, like now I'm in a pandemic and I have so much introspective time time. to so she created another moment but this time it's like her like it's for her like it was not for anyone else yeah 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 lover and so when lover came out she announced this is another taylor like fact she refuses to do festivals because artists don't get paid enough at festivals Hmm. so like at coachella when there's 60,000 people watching you. You're not not getting paid for 60,000 people watching you. You're getting paid maybe for 20,000 people Mm. and the name of headlining Coachella. So she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay or I'm not going to perform. So she was going to do, because she already did the biggest world tour with 1989. She then did the biggest arena tour with with Reputation. Reputation. So what do you do next? She was. She did Lover Fest. She announced Lover oh. Fest. She was going. It was going to be a three day festival, of but, her and her friends. Yeah, but then it didn't happen. And then it didn't happen because of pandemic. I was like, that is conceptually really cool. True, it matches the vibe of the album. And that's what I said too when she announced that. I was like, this album makes sense to me now. Because it makes sense that, like, I feel like I would hear these songs intermixed with her friends for three days like laughing and yeah and i i would celebration yeah and and there'd be mm -hmm. food and there'd be like rides and like i don't know what it was gonna be but i feel like the album would be better digested in a mix of three days and you know and at that point she already had this massive discography yeah so there was room to do something like Mm. that um but yeah Mm. She didn't, because of the pandy. <laughs> the pandy. So the pandemic happens. She's in her house, like all of us. And what does she do? Her best work yet. Uh, her best work yet. I said it. Anyway, thanks for listening to <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, I think... We can argue about this next episode. Well, I was going to say, these three albums transform the way that we see Taylor. Lover, and the... Folklore, and Evermore? No. 1989, Reputation, and Lover. Oh, okay. I think these three albums define Taylor, help shape her, like, her image, arc. and her arc as an artist. Yeah. 
She kind of hit the peak with 1989. Yes. Dipped way down with the next two <laughs> in her personal. And now she's oh, able to like, meant, like break free of that mold. Yes. But I thought you meant like sales and stuff. I was like. No. Oh, sales. It's only going up from <laughs> yes. here. She's not breaking. Oh, my gosh. No. I feel like I'm on Taylor Overload. Maybe that's the reason why I also I don't like her. I'm like, it's getting shoved down my throat we, every five seconds. We I'm cannot like. cannot stop the train. <laughs> There's You cannot get off the right, even if you're not a fan. <laughs> I wish Kanye would do something like that. Re-record all Come of his albums? bro. So where we're at now... Fearless. Taylor's version just released. Pandy. Pandy. And Jackie. Jack Antonoff. And Aaron. And Aaron. Yes. Anyway, that's the topic for next week. Alright, alright. More Taylor. Coming at you soon. Bye. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit.